Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. Thank you so much for joining with us today. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa, uh, serving the Lord here, starting independent Baptist churches, teaching, training nationals for the ministry. And it just happens to be that we are right here, while I'm doing this podcast, we are in Kalido, uh, which is up in northeastern Uganda, and uh, we are right in the middle of a TBI, a Triannual Bible Institute, and uh, so we're kind of in a situation where we don't have studio environment. So if you hear noise in the background, uh, the, there's a lot of men here. There's We probably have, uh, I think we have up almost 60 men here uh, for TBI, but we've got about uh, 30-some men that are staying here. And so they're milling around, talking, and different things like this. And so if you hear things in the background, that's okay. Uh, but uh, I wanted to uh, to take this opportunity to do a podcast because we have a very, very special guest with us here today that I want to introduce you to here in just a few minutes. Um, the As I mentioned in our last uh, podcast, we had a great uh, TBI there in Masaka, and uh, we taught through the book of uh, James and uh, First and Second Peter. Just a tremendous teaching. We had several different men uh, helping us with the teaching there, and uh, things went very well. And I was just so excited about the response. The men had good attitudes and a good spirit. I really think they learned a lot from the Word of God. Uh, we are now up in northeastern Uganda in a place called Kalido, where is the second part of our ministry here in Uganda. And uh, normally I do not have a TBI that is just back to back just because of all the preparation and everything. But uh, this uh, January, just with all the scheduling, with the holidays and with having guests and all the different things going on, uh, it just worked out that way. And uh, But that's okay. God is uh, supplying, and uh, we're having a great time. We had a good first day here. And uh, my father, as you know, uh, we interviewed him in our last podcast. Uh, he helped, uh, helped teach uh, in Masaka as well as he's helping teach here. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow because tomorrow we have a couple of our national pastors uh, that are going to begin teaching. I've never had uh, the national pastors teach up here yet, uh, but I want to begin incorporating them into the teaching schedules, uh, those that I have uh, tested and those that I've looked at and making sure they know the Word of God. And uh, so we're having a great time up here. It's hot. Uh, today it got up in the uh, mid-90s, and uh, so it's a very hot climate up here, very dry, very dusty. And uh, But uh, we've uh, <laughs> the last couple of nights, uh, power has gone off, and so we've had to deal with that a little bit. But uh, we're, we're pushing on. It's just simply... Uh, living in Africa. That's a lifestyle here. And so you just got to take it and go on and uh, just trust the Lord uh, for his grace. Well, I, uh, the person I'm going to interview today, uh, honestly, uh, she was kind of hesitant about coming on this podcast. She, th- this was not something that she uh, is her forte, but uh, her loving husband, who I interviewed uh, in our last podcast, said, you know what, it'd be a good idea to have your mother on here. And I said, well, that's a great idea. And so here we are sitting here across the table with my mother. How are you, Mom? I'm fine, Keith. 
<laughs> is this your first time to ever do a podcast? Yes, this is my very first time. Very so first I'm time. glad I'm doing it with you. Yes. Uh, but you've you've talked on the radio before, right? Um, I don't think, maybe once. I don't really remember. Oh, so you don't have a problem with microphones and things like that? No. No, that's good. Well, on our radio station in Embarada, yes. So I guess I have been on the radio before. See, I thought so. I thought so. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm glad that you, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's an honor to have you on here. Thank I mean, you, it's, I, I never thought this would be happening. Um, so this is my mom. Her name's Sherry Stensis and, uh, she has been my mom all my life. That's a good thing. So <laughs> all 50 years. Can you imagine that's that? Right. <clears throat> you know, my firstborn. Yes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Probably your best son too, right? I mean, I mean, the one who gave you the least amount of trouble. Uh, I mean, no come comment. on, be honest, no, be honest. No come on, there's on a lot that. of people listening to this. I realize that, uh -huh. and uh, I cannot play favorites. So. No, no, I'm not asking to play favorites. I'm just asking you: Was I the one that caused you the least amount of problems? I can't say that either. <laughs> Mom, you just got to, you, you got to come out and you got to take a stand, know, you know, let I the know. chips fall where they right, may. Right. And uh, it doesn't matter if my brothers or sister they are listening, listening yes. uh, but it doesn't matter. They need to know the truth, you know. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Well, mom, you know, um, you, you're one of my uh, favorite listeners. You might be my only listener out there, <laughs> but I do uh, you do. Um, no, actually, we have quite a few listeners out there. And uh, the theme or the topic of this podcast is always abounding. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, uh, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, that verse has always been my life verse uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's been a source of encouragement and a help, just uh, whether in the family, in the ministry, uh, whatever I'm doing, uh, that what we do for the Lord, what we do for God is not in vain. Now, Mom, you have, uh, as long as I've known you, I, I realize that when I was born, you and Dad were not saved. Um, but for really for as long as I can remember, uh -huh. uh, you and dad have been saved and, and, uh, I consider myself, you know, having been raised in a Christian home and around a Christian environment. I know that in those early years in the seventies and eighties, you guys were, you know, learning and growing and going to the mission field and it, it doing basically what my family and I did mm -hmm. when, uh, in that time period. Um, when, when I think of the, the idea of always abounding, uh, I, I see that you have followed dad around. Uh, we mentioned our last podcast that, you know, dad has served in, uh, after he got saved, he went back to the military to start churches and, uh, ministered to, uh, in Spain, in Germany, Italy, um, in Spain, not only to the military, but even to the nationals at one point. Um, then he took you back to Missouri, pastor there for a few years, then deputation again, back to Africa, serving 21 years in Africa. And, uh, then he takes you back to the States, out to California, serving in a, in a university there. Now you're back in Ohio. What, what is it that you can encourage ladies that, you know, their maybe their husbands are in the ministry and serving the Lord and, and uh, they're just, you know, they, they, 
they may not say this, but they just feel like they're being dragged from one place to the other, and it just seems to be like a a man's ministry, and a, you know, I've got to go and do whatever my husband wants to do, and and yet it seems like as I look at Dad and his ministry, everywhere he went, he always abounded in the work of the Lord. But I know you were a big part of that, mm-hmm. and uh, so what what are some things that you did in your life to as, as a wife, as a mother? Uh, in the ministry, how did you help the ministry to make sure that it was not just average ministry, but it's always abounding in the work of the Lord? What are mm-hmm. some things that you uh, tried to implement in your personal life in regards well, to that? quitting was never an option. We never discussed quitting. We never discussed, okay, this is the last time we're going to do this, or I don't want to do this anymore. We just always kept going. Mm-hmm. There was, And it was almost always an adventure. Because you never knew where we were going to go a lot of times. And I just, I don't know, I never have had that desire to quit or mm-hmm. to not follow my husband because that's my, that's my job, that's my role, to follow him, encourage him, support him in whatever God has called him to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've just always wanted to be behind him. Mm-hmm. And I think the main... Uh, the main thing that I always try to encourage other ladies is to always keep yourself right with God mm-hmm. because you have to have that personal time with the Lord. You mm-hmm. have to get up in the morning or at night or whenever that time is that you spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You encourage yourself. You can't depend on your husband to make you happy. God's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. wherever God has called you and your husband to be. And just you staying right with the Lord mm-hmm. and not um, getting discouraged. I mean, we all have discouraging days, but you've got to be able to pick yourself up and not let depend on other people mm-hmm. to bring you along. Now, how did you, how did you balance that role? I mean, I know most of the time that Dad's out in the ministry. Dad's doing, you know, uh, at the church a lot. He's doing ministry a lot, and and you've got a home to take care of. You've got uh, family to take care of. How did you balance those two things? Where you you felt you're doing your job as a mom and keeping the home, but at the same time uh, being there with your husband and helping your husband in the ministry. Mm-hmm. How did how well? Did you I do had that? told the ladies when we taught the ladies out at uh, West Coast Baptist College. I encouraged them to try and remember that when they're on the mission field and they have little ones and they feel like that's all they do is stay home. Mm. But at the same time, your husband could not be doing the things he's doing if you weren't there taking care of him. If he had to take care of the home, if he had to cook the meals, if he had to do all this stuff, he couldn't do what he does. Mm -hmm. So your, your ministry in the home is just as important as his out Mm -hmm. in the village. Right. Um, Making sure he's, He's got clean clothes, making sure he eats right, just taking care of him physically as far as his, you know, that he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. All these things are important, and he couldn't do what he does without that. So Mm -hmm. I just tried to help them to see that my job is just as important as his out in the village. Right, right. So you were, you've been married to dad for 51 years? 51 years, yes. 51 years. Not always easy. No, no. He's a, he's a challenging man. Well, at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how 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 did you what, in marriage? What what how how did you accomplish fifty one years? Um, you know, you 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 definitely did not have what would pe- people consider a normal life, right? Um, how how did you accomplish fifty one years? Well, it, it was just we just love each other, and it just gets better every year, and just. 
um, I don't know, just the adventure of being married together for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an adventure. Yeah, well, he was he was in the Navy. It says it's it's not a job, it's an adventure. Right, so it's, yes, It's, it's yes. not just a normal marriage, it's an right, adventure. Right, It's an adventure. So um, did, did you and Dad ever, you know, you mentioned this before, you never thought about quitting, but was there ever times in the ministry where you just said, you know, maybe this isn't for us. Maybe, maybe this is not what we ought to be doing. Well, as God was changing directions, um, but there was always the next step. There was always the next place to go, the next ministry or, or whatever God was leading him to do. It was always just keep going forward, no yeah. retreat. Yeah. Now, Dad served a lot of time uh, in military churches, which is a different aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're dealing with Americans. You're dealing with. We lived in the the culture of the countries we're at, right. but mainly dealing with Americans. When when he came to you after pastoring in the states for three years and said, "I, I think the Lord wants us in Africa." What what? How did that? Well, come across? I knew it was during our mission conference and. We had had a couple stay with us that were missionaries in South Africa, and he stayed up all night asking him all these questions about Africa. Mm-hmm. And so in the back of my mind, I kind of knew where this was going. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've just been flexible. I just go go with the flow. Mm-hmm. It's just never been a, no, I don't want to go there, and I'm not going there. It scares me when I hear women say, I'm not going to follow my husband to this mm-hmm. certain country or do this certain ministry. And in my, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, God can take you out of the picture. Yeah. If God really wants him there and you're hindering, mm-hmm. then I would be very, very cautious and very careful if I were to stop my husband from whatever God was calling him to do. Right. Now, I overheard him the other day saying he'd like to come back to Africa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> his heart is willing, but <laughs> the body just, <laughs> you know. Not, not, no, not able to do it. No. So... You're just going to take care of him back there and eat. Right, and, exactly. You know, serve the Lord But he's there. still involved in missions, and, and that's that's an important part for him, too. He's able to teach online mm-hmm. with the college at, in West Coast Baptist College. And, and so that's a part that mm-hmm. has really been a help to him to still be a part of helping kids get mm-hmm. prepared to go to the mission field, to do what he can't do right now. What are you, what are, what are you doing right now? What what how do you keep yourself active? Are you involved in the ministry? Uh, I'm helping you... uh, the pastor's wife, our daughter-in-law, uh, teach the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, nursery. You know, mm-hmm. we all love working in the nursery, oh, yeah, but yeah. you know, just helping wherever I can in the church and just mm-hmm. being involved. Amen. Amen. We uh, we have a mission house. The church has a mission house, so Brian and I um, are involved in keeping that up and keep making mm-hmm. sure it's clean and ready for the next missionaries. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We keep busy. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to something you just said a minute ago. Um, and this is something I know that uh, my wife and I have talked about a lot. We, we live in a world today, and even the other day I was uh, giving some marital counseling to a couple in our church that's going to be getting married, uh, Lord willing, uh, in March. And uh, talking to them about this idea when you get married you know, understanding your roles. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and it's never, uh, it's never about who's better or not, but it's about understanding the roles that God has given right. you. And, and I know that in my personal, uh, relationship with my wife, one of the things that has kept me going is 
a wife that is very supportive in the role that God has given her and in working in that role. And when she accepts her role and I accept the role that God has given me, not only is your marriage going to bound, but your ministry is going to bound. Everything just keeps going in the right direction. And, and I just find that in the United States and it's even here in, in Uganda, there's this concept of, okay, we're, we're going to get married, but, uh, uh, I have my career and I have my education. I have my bank account and my husband has his things and he does his things. I do my thing. And, and we wonder many times why the, the divorce rate is so high. Mm-hmm. We wonder why it is so hard to, uh, I, I've seen so many couples, uh, that have, that have come over and, and again, we're, I, I talking because I'm talking to you today concerning the ladies. It just seems like the ladies never accept the idea that they are there and their job and their purpose that God has given them is to help their husband accomplish what God's called them right. to do. That's that's what that was a whole reason why God brought Eve to Adam was to be mm-hmm. His helpmeet. And so, how can you encourage ladies, especially ladies that are uh, coming in the mission field? You know, again, we're we're not a uh, chauvinistic. We're not trying to, you know, say this is a man's world and, and things of this nature. But God, God knew what He was doing when He brought man and women together, and He knew how they best function. He knew how they operate. And and I just, I, I think when I when I think about my wife and and I think about you, and and I think about having a ministry and a marriage that is always abounding. There, there's got to be that foundation. There's got to be that heart that's right mm-hmm. at the beginning in order to be able to accomplish that. And and so, how would you encourage ladies, maybe that are thinking about going to the mission field with their husbands, or even ladies in the home, to come to an understanding that I don't need to follow the this world's concept that. I have my life. Yes, I'm married to you, but I have my life. And, uh, and, and, and where God has designed for them to come together as a hand in glove and work together. And mm-hmm. by, by doing that, you can have, as you mentioned before, a, a ministry and a marriage that just gets better and better and mm-hmm. better. So, so what are some things that you could help ladies with that might be listening to this to, to help them you know, not fight against their husband, but work with their husbands? Well, I think it comes down to that they just don't understand their role that God has laid out for them. It's like you said, it's not like the husband is better than the wife, mm-hmm. that he's up there, you know, lording over her. If he's treating her the right way and she's respecting him and reverencing him, I mean, it's going to be a marriage made in heaven. They've mm-hmm. just got to work together on their roles. And one of the important things I think is communication. They've got to take time to sit down together and talk Mm -hmm. and share their heart. Maybe she has some fears and maybe he can help help her with those fears. If it's the mission field and, and he can help her to overcome it, they can go through it together. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of being together and communicating and sharing their thoughts and their ideas. And, and she's just got to come to the point that she understands what God's role is for her. And that's the best. It's not, um, it's not being a doormat. It's not saying that he is better. Um, because I never worked outside the home, I mean, my job was the home. Mm-hmm. I worked, it, you know, as a housewife, mother. Uh, we homeschooled our kids, and 
you know, there was just always things to do in the home. Mm -hmm. And I never had that desire to work outside the home and say that this is mine and that's mm -hmm. yours. And that never was a, that right. never was a problem in our home. Right. Um, I, I made this comment the other day when I was teaching last week um, about, you know, encouraging the men in our church to, you know, a lot of times wives seem to think, okay, the man is a spiritual leader, and so he's the one that needs to study, and he's the one that needs to uh, walk with God. He needs, you know, and, and so, ten, you know, it seems like that the average thing is when, when you compare the, the spirituality, and I understand that the man needs to be the spiritual leader, but it, it always seems like, at least here in a lot of our ministries in Uganda, maybe you've seen this in the States, where it seems like the wife many times falls behind in her spiritual walk with the Lord. Uh, and, and it seems like the man who's in the ministry or the man who's going out there, you know, he's, he's you know, seems to always be doing that. And I know that when I interviewed dad last time, uh, he mentioned that you have an extraordinary walk with God. And what, what, what do you do in your personal walk with God? How do you walk with God, mom? Well, I, I am a morning person. Not everybody is a morning person. Mm -hmm. I get up when it's dark and I get up before my husband and get my cup of coffee and my Bible. And that's my time with the Lord. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I can't imagine missing that time. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a priority in my life. It's something I always do. Mm -hmm. I don't decide one day, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep in. I'm not going to read my Bible today. Mm -hmm. It's not an option as far right. as not reading. Getting up and reading and, and having that prayer list and prayer time with the Lord and just spending time in the Word of God. And just, um, I love going through the book of Psalms. It just encourages my heart. And, and there are discouraging days. And you just, you get a hold of some verses that um, really can help you over those discouraging times and frustrating times and just hang on to those verses hide God's word in your heart mm -hmm. and just spend that time you have to make a time you have to make it's like an appointment mm -hmm. that if you had a very very important appointment you wouldn't miss that right. and that's the way it is with God that that's my time with the Lord and I just don't want to miss it mm. amen now let me ask you this um, because I have I have guys that uh, you know when we travel uh, even here in Uganda, uh, I have people always ask me this question, and I give them what I think. But they always ask, "How how did your what did your parents do to allow or to cause to happen um, all of your children in the ministry, all your children serving the Lord, um, now your grandchildren uh, serving the Lord?" And what when you go back and 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 look at your life, I'm sure you and Dad have talked about this a lot. And, and I, I understand that God's grace is there, and, and we couldn't do anything without him. I, I, I tell my wife all the time, if any of our six kids turn out for God, it's God's grace. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what, what was it that you and Dad did that you just determined in your life that you were going to have kids that serve God? You know, I, I just, I, I see, again, in the culture that we have today, there just seems to be such an emphasis on career, and they're just, and mm -hmm. I'm not against that. Um, but it just seems as if in a lot of people's minds and a lot of people's hearts where the idea of serving God is that fits in if the career is 
is going, and if I can get established and making money, then we'll think about how we can fit in serving mm-hmm. God. Um, what was it that you and Dad did that, you know, and I, I understand that this could go on forever, you know, because there's a lot of things that you did, but what, what do you think you guys did that, that helped that could be an encouragement to other parents that are raising their children? And, and, and again, I understand that you're, you're probably thinking, you know, every child, you know, they can make their own choices, go right. their own direction. I, I completely understand that. But at some point, you guys made the decision that we, we just want our children to serve God, and you headed in that direction. What, what was it that you guys did? Well, we involved them in the ministry. Um, we didn't just, it wasn't just our ministry, it was all of us together. Mm-hmm. We helped, they, they helped us. They did uh, pass out the songbooks. They helped with the church cleaning. They helped with um, discipleship. Mm-hmm. They, you know, we tried to get them involved. And we also tried to not badmouth the church and the people once mm-hmm. we left the church and went home. Um, we didn't try to live two different lives. You know, mm-hmm. what we were at church, we tried to be at home as mm-hmm. well. And then with the mission field, um, I think it was really good because our children were not around all the, uh, what do I want to call it, all the peer pressure of the states, mm-hmm. all the, the distractions, all the things to do and right. and things to, to draw kids away from God. On mm-hmm. the mission field, you were family and you were ministry, and mm-hmm. that was basically what you were involved in. Yeah. So our children didn't grow up knowing a lot of the things went, that went on in the States, and mm-hmm. I think that made a difference. Their heart wasn't on the things of the world. It was more on the things of God. So what do you, why do you think it is that we see so many MKs, pastor kids, why, why, why do they get so bitter against the ministry? I mean, I, I love the ministry, and mm. I've always loved the ministry, and it's always been a part of our family, and I, I just I can't think of any doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet there's just so many out there that are just so bitter against it. There and, must you know, have been something going on in the home that, that, isn't, that people aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put on a, a facade, you can put on spirituality, but the kids know what you are in the home. Right. And I think that is probably what comes out is they've seen what, how their parents were. Maybe they were one way at church and another way at home, mm-hmm. and they just didn't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad that, that that happens that way. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I thank the Lord um, for mom and dad that, uh, that loved us, that cared for us, that made ministry the priority. And uh, I, I was just calculating uh, not too long ago of – of my 51 years, uh, 51 years, 50 years, you've been, been married, married 50. 51 years. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself older than, than I was. And we're, we're not going to talk about, we talked about dad's age, yeah, uh, but uh-huh. we're, we're not going to no, go there no, with we you. Won't do that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I think I figured up that, uh, in my 50 years, I've lived nine years in America. And, uh, and, and to me, that is, it's a blessing because I, I don't I, I've not cut off my American culture necessarily. I've not necessarily cut off uh, my love for America. Mm-hmm. I love my country, um, but at the same time, you know, we have to have this idea or this understanding that the ministry is wherever God puts you, and it's not a it's this world's not our home, and mm-hmm. uh, we we are we're going we're getting ready to go to heaven. And we're going to live in heaven for all of eternity. We're just pilgrims passing through. And so we ought to be willing to 
uh, be wherever God wants us to be and not consider, uh, you know, well, I'm sacrificing because I'm here. I'm sacrificing because mm-hmm. I'm there. And, uh, you know, I've always told people this, and you, you, I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but one of the things that I tell people is growing up, we never knew we were missing anything. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, um, that really helped me, and I've tried to practice that in our kids. You know, I didn't want them to be bitter against the ministry because you're, you're in the ministry because dad and mom's in the ministry, and because you're in the ministry, right. you're missing the amusement parks, and you're missing mm-hmm. school with kids, and you're missing all this kind of stuff, but we're sacrificing. Right. And, uh, and I don't remember you and dad ever doing that, and, and it just... That, that love for the ministry and that love for being where you are, I think, transferred over, at least to me. Uh, and, and I've tried to I- I exemplify that in my kids. And I look at my kids right now in the States. I, I look at Shane. I look at uh, Shiloh. It's, I, any one of them in a heartbeat would come back. They would, mm-hmm. <laughs> they would love to be here. And, and, and I'm open to whatever God wants them to do, and I want them to serve God wherever God wants them to be. But I, but I think it really goes back to this idea of accepting the ministry wherever God has you right. to be and and to get away from this idea that you know you're sacrificing and you you you're just a pitiful kid because you're in the ministry and your parents are dragging you around the world you never did that to us and and I've always uh, considered that to be one of the number one things uh well, number one reasons why us kids ended up in the ministry was because the ministry was fun and, and, and you made it fun for us, mm-hmm. and we enjoyed uh, the ministry. I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, I'm, I'm sure you do, but I remember being up till 1, 2, 3 in the morning painting the church floor in Torjon, Spain, you know, and just doing that as, you know, Dad mm-hmm. was there, we were painting the floor. <laughs> I still remember that to this day. I don't know if Matt and Andrew were there, but mm-hmm. uh, but I know that I was there, and, and, and we just, we just he, Dad made it fun, and and in those days, we had to, uh, every six months, we had to leave the country to get our visas, you know, stamped. And so uh, we would go to different countries and see different right. countries. And so I, we had the opportunity to see things that most kids right. would never have the opportunity to see mm-hmm. and made so many memories uh, in, in that way. And so, uh, so Mom, I just, you know, uh, just take this opportunity just to thank you uh, for raising us the way you did. And uh, I, I realized that I'm getting ready to enter into the phase where you and dad are at as far as older age people, uh-huh. you know, we discussed that in the last podcast and I think I'm at the beginning stages of that. And yeah, but uh, you're a grandpa. Yes. Now that I'm a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I still, you know, going back, uh, in those years of, of being raised by you guys, it, it set that standard, it set that example. And, and I think you raised some kids, you know, that, you know, I, I look at Matt there in Cassese and the things that he's doing and just always looking for new things to accomplish. And I look at Andrew and how the church is growing there in, in Eaton, Ohio. And I look at my sister who's helping us here in the ministry mm-hmm. and just always pushing forward, always going to the next step, always just always abounding because there's always so much mm-hmm. more to do. And, and I think all of that goes back to the way we were raised. And, uh, and so I just want to thank you for that. And, uh, and I hope that those of you that are listening to this podcast will be encouraged uh, to raise your kids to love the Lord, raise your kids to serve God, raise your kids to have a walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And none of us are perfect. We've all made our share of mistakes, and we've all uh, done things that we wish we could go back and regret. Um, but 
but if we'll just if we'll just put the Lord first and and put the work of God first and 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 include our family in that, not right. separate them from it, uh, then I think that we can have a ministry and we can have a marriage and we can have a family uh, that is always abounding uh, in the work of the Lord. And so, Mom, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. My and, pleasure, uh, And so now you can say. Uh, in all of your years, and uh, that, and 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 I and I do need to apologize uh, because I made a mistake on podcast when I included you in the decade of the seventies, right. and so those of you out there that caught that, I don't know if anybody caught that, but my mom. But for some reason, I included her in the decade of being in the seventies. Not quite there yet. Not quite there yet, and so so I apologize uh, publicly for that, that big mistake because. I got a quick phone call from you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. But uh, anyway, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, once again, I hope that this podcast will be a help and a blessing to your family as uh, we just go each, uh, each week just trying to encourage you uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. Look for opportunities. Uh, look for ways to help your children and help your wife and help your husband and, and just help each other uh, looking for ways to always abound in the work of the Lord because the Bible says your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I know that if I could put my mom and dad on this podcast at the same time, through all the trials and all the difficulties and all the things that they went through and traveling all around the world, uh, looking at, uh, at the product and looking at the children and the grandchildren and all this happening, I, would, I, I guarantee you they would say, your la- the labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, what a blessing that is. And so let me encourage you, as the verse says, uh, he says, uh, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I hope and pray that you'll have the determination in your heart and life uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, don't forget, if you have not done so already, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, wherever the podcast platform is that you use. Uh, Just simply type in my name, Keith Stensis, or you can type in the program name, Always Abounding. You'll be able to find that podcast. And every Friday, uh, we upload a new podcast, and uh, that podcast is is designed to encourage you and your family to always abound in the work of the Lord. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. And as I always say, I hope you have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.